Welcome back to In Ohio Country. Today, I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week, our feature stories from the Conservation Intelligent Technology Conference. We catch up with John Fulton to talk about precision technology. John, of course, and his family own Fulton Farms in Troy, Ohio, one of our favorite places to go. For more information, as always, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. We'll have that feature story and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Finish your soil with the machine designed to perform and built to last. J&M. J&M's Flex Soil Conditioner offers the flex needed for proper ground tension and floating over uneven terrain. Choose J&M Soil Conditioner from your local Apple Farm Service. It's a humble idea. Use a biological process to turn a plant into a power source. From that idea came the first Poet Refinery. One biorefinery in one town turned into 27 facilities in 27 towns, creating new local jobs, producing hundreds of millions of gallons of ethanol, and providing renewable products around the world. Suddenly, that one little idea seems a whole lot bigger. See the world differently with Poet. St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has award-winning vehicles for both on and off the farm. And our Ag Pack incentives give you a powerful package of farm and ranch discounts and incentives worth thousands of dollars absolutely free. Stop by and see Dave Hager today, your Ag commercial specialist, and ask about the vehicles, discounts, and incentives in the St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Ag Pack. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today. Big Dan Wilson alongside of John Fulton from Ohio State University. And, John, we're here at the Conservation Tillage and Technology Conference. Talk a little bit about the conference today. What do you guys hope to achieve at an event like this? Well, first, thanks for having me on, Dan. Always good to be with you and here. And, uh, you know, I think the big the messages are, are pretty similar to what we've done in the past. It's about conservation. It's about what we can do better at the farm. And uh, more importantly, you know, we want to make sure that we're making yield, we're being profitable, and and most importantly today, we want to keep that environmental stewardship at the forefront, and that's kind of what this is all about, is, is what can we do that to improve the farm operation, both profitably, but yet be really sound in what we're doing and environmentally, you know, and reduce our environmental risks. Yeah, no question about it. This event, it's nice to be face-to-face once again, uh, virtually last year with all the videos, <laughs> Get, gets kind of lost, but uh, talk about your presentation. What, what are you What are you talking about today? Yeah, well, I just want to kind of emphasize. It's nice to be back in person. It's it, it's just great to see people and network. I mean, that's another big value of all this is get back out and in the networking aspect. But uh, today in our precision ag and technology session, you know, I'm going to be talking about some of the, the things that are uh, here today in terms of technology to apply fertilizer. Um, and uh, more importantly, I want to share as well. We've been doing some sensor type research to to maybe have a little bit more feedback to to operators on the machines to to tell about the quality or the performance of that application. And so we're talking primarily about fertilizer application. And then uh, I want to kind of round off. I you know one of the big topics that have been around for you know ten plus years is automation. 
I mean, everyone's always asking, you know, and we think a lot about, I think as a public, we think about the autonomous car. When's that coming? Well, I'm here to tell you, uh, it's kind of creeped up on me faster than I thought, but we've got autonomous solutions here in Ohio operating today. And, and, and my point in that is I, we've got a lot to learn on that front. But having an awareness that I can't say how many meetings I've been to and I turn around and a, a young person says, you know, I bought a, a spray drone and, and I'm trying to make a business. Can you help me? And I'm just like, wow, you know, this is this is kind of becoming real. And I just want people to be thinking about, you know, you're, you may wake up one morning, be outside and there may be an Tom's, you know, drone, a machine running in next door. So just be aware of that. And that's going to influence how we farm in the future and manage fertilizer. You know, it's interesting to see how this event has even changed involving technology. It used to be the Conservation Tillage Conference, and they actually, because of technology and how things have changed, they had to incorporate that into the name, actually. so. But uh, I think this is something that's very important, too, is the fact that we're talking about energy, and energy is in the forefront of everything. This kind of technology can really be a game changer when it comes to input costs, right? Well, I think input cost, learning what works and not work. I mean, we talk about not only conducting on-farm research, but the data that's being collected on these machines and equipment today can be used in a way to, to learn from it. And uh, so, but uh, I think as we move along, technology, just like we see in our everyday lives, I mean, is becoming more prevalent and part of the things that we do during the day, whether that's shopping to doing business to whatever, It's it, and it's growing Dan, it's it's just amazing. My my recent travels this winter months out through Illinois and Iowa to talk about how much technology is now starting to be used in the agriculture sector. It just it's growing at a, a very steep pace. Yeah, you mentioned the technology, obviously, but you also mentioned the data and trying to gather the data, but more importantly, trying to decipher the data. What do we what do we do with the data, and and how is that uh, compiled, and who does it? Yeah. Well, I think that's a question on everyone's hands, and it continues. I mean, there's a lot of confusion around data, uh, in particular because of, you know, companies are still building out their platforms and building out their processes, in particular, just to collect data. And then I think to your point is, what do we do with it? How do we analyze it and bring new information to the farm operation and make changes or confirm or verify that things are as we expected? Uh, but we're seeing a, a growth in that area of data analytics, data science, artificial intelligence now is on the on the board in ag, and that requires large volumes of data to learn, uh, to train it, and then go out and, and actually apply it and do what it's asked to do as far as intelligence. And so, I you know... I, you know, I'm a little bit biased because I work in the precision ag, and there's always an opportunity to learn from data, and I think we're we're doing that at a pretty base level. But I, I think as we grow and we not only collect more data, but we embed some of these um, analytic tools, and they become more perfected to Ohio and to my farm. Uh, there's a real opportunity to learn and, and inform my operation. When we're talking about data, we have to talk about security too, because. A lot of things that are out there today from a data standpoint involve maybe breaching personal security. And you know how our farmers are, you know, about, you know, their personal information, their personal data. So how do you convince farmers that gathering this information is not going to affect them from a security standpoint? Well, and, and let's. I think what you're really to as not only security, but privacy, right? right. We're, we're very concerned about Thank privacy you. and and. And um, 
I, I think we're still kind of working through that. And you see that even in the public, right? I mean, you take the last 24 months and you look at everything from Facebook and the Googles and everything that have been challenged on that front, you know, in Congress. And, and so I, I think society, we're still kind of working through the privacy things. But that's very important. I'm an advocate for farmers and consultants that support farmers to, to understand what data is being collected, how my uh, storing that data, where's that data being shared with or being transmitted to uh, today to to that point, I think you got to have kind of that audit in place. We call it a digital strategy, and maybe that's uh, a heavy word to use, but having a digital strategy, the fact you got to understand what's being collected or at least have some sense of what, what the technology can collect, where it's being stored, who can have access to it, and just kind of do an annual audit of that based on the technology that you're using on your farm. What about some of the other colleges and universities, Central State University, Wilmington, the association that you have to have with them in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve in this kind of precision technology? Yeah, so, you know, I, I really compliment Ohio, and in particular, you know, of course, I represent Ohio State, but I think there's over 11, like, precision ag classes taught in Ohio today, and I think that speaks to the need in the labor force here, not only in Ohio, but throughout the country. of and, and you look at the growth, whether it's a dealership on the OEMs, the deers in the case, to retailers, to consultants like we see running around here. They are all building their precision ag programs, but we need people that are boots on the ground to people that can visit with computer scientists to build the tools kind of we were alluding to earlier to make sure that those tools are going to uh, address questions and issues that the farmer may need or a consultant may need to learn from those tools. But, you know, it's going to be a group of us together that builds the, the labor force that addresses what the future is going to look like. And because the future, we're starting to see glimpses of that. When we start throwing, you know, fully autonomous machines out there and they're doing and we're asking them to conduct a field operation basically robotically now we got to support that but we also have to have experts that are overseeing that and managing that so we've got a new labor force that in my opinion we need to build and we need all of us in that bucket educating young people to fill all the positions from like i said boots still on the ground to working with people you know in in, in some of these oems or some of these uh, large companies building the tools or equipment and implements that are going to be basically equipped with the technology. Well, you're talking about a labor force that's being generated to help build this technology, to help implement this technology. But from an input cost from the farmer's standpoint, the fact that there is a labor shortage at this day day and age, and especially this year in 2022, you know, you look to the future and our demographics are weaning themselves off the farm in many cases. So it's technology like this that's actually going to help maybe even save some of the farms because they don't have to worry about that additional labor or time in the field, right? Well, and I think there's two things. So yeah, you, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, the other thing is, is that when, when some of these students um, go out in the workforce, they're demanding pretty, pretty heavy salaries too. And so, you know, a farmer, uh, maybe because of the size of their operation or, or kind of how their operation's set up, isn't prepared to pay eighty to one hundred fifty thousand to someone to come and be kind of like a technology expert. Some are already doing that. 
they recognize, you know, the larger farmers have already recognized that, you know, we've got an agronomist on staff, but man, we're using a lot of technology and we need someone here on staff to deal with, you know, it's down or there's an issue or, hey, we got to get everything upgraded on the firmware to deal with the data piece. How do we partner with people to, to make sense out of the data, analyze the data? And so I, I just want to bring to the forefront that farmers are going to have to make that decision. Well, do they hire people, right, to have that core competency or are they going to farm that out per se? Uh, to others to help them on that. I would tend to believe a lot of them and most are going to have to probably rely on a consultant or someone to help them on the data side and, and analytic side. Uh, but uh, back to your raw, your base point, labor shortage is a real threat, right, to, to farm production today. And, and you don't have to look any further than specialty crops. When you look at specialty crops and what has happened just in the last few years, when you go to California, you go to Florida, Guess what you see operating in orchards and some of those crops? Robots. Autonomous vehicles. Because we, we don't have people to weed. We don't have people to harvest. And all of a sudden, now we're starting to see these automated robots that either mechanically or they go out and spray weeds because, you know, I used to have to hire, you know, two to 300 people a year to get that crop, not only manage that crop in particular weeds, but get it harvested those people aren't, you know, I'm down to a third of that today. And so we already see evidence of that is my point. And now I think we're automatically, I'll tell you one quick story for everyone, and, and it's shared by a, a friend of mine in ag technology space that, that is offering a robot to row crop producers. Uh, in December, they had a field day. He told me it was frigid temperatures in, in, in North Dakota, might have been South Dakota. And uh, guess how many farmers came to see a demo of a robot operate? 50 pickup trucks were sitting along the road in sub-freezing temperatures to watch a robot. What does that tell you? That they're feeling some of this pain. It's just not, you know, the shiny, you know, shiny widget. It's, you know, they're looking for options to deal with how do I get, how do I be efficient? How do I get my work done? I don't have, I, I got some labor issues too. Yeah. And how to be profitable too. And that's really what it's all about. John Fulton has been our guest from The Ohio State University Extension. John, if people want more information, kind of catch up with you. Uh, you got an email address they can go to? Yeah, Dan, uh, if you're interested in, in contacting me, it's, it's Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N dot two zero at O-S-U dot E-D-U. And it's nice to have you on the show once again. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And we'll be back with more In Ohio Country today right after this. Dye Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio, a company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Dye Real Estate and Land Company, We'll work with you to tailor-fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax-deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. 
Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Allen Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta is your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. For remote control land, air and watercraft, as well as trains, plastic models, rockets and more. And we service all remote control vehicles we sell. Dad's Toy Shop is Northwest Ohio's premier hobby shop. And we have everything a hobbyist could ever need. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta, your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. Visit us today or at dadstoyshop.com. Finish your soil with the machine designed to perform and built to last. JM. JM's Flex Soil Conditioner offers the flex needed for proper ground tension and floating over uneven terrain. Choose JM Soil Conditioner from your local Apple Farm Service. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns, to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage, from a homeowner with a single horse, to a professional breeder, and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. Rodoc and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodoc and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Welcome back to Ohio Country today. Joining me now is Nick Zacharich, manager from Farm Science Review. We're at the Conservation Tillage and Technology Conference in Ada, Ohio. And why do you have a booth at an event like this? Uh, that's a great question, Dan, because, uh, you know, years ago, we didn't really go out and uh, reach out to the folks in the, the method that we are now. So we get to kind of reverse roles and be an exhibitor in this respect. So it's kind of neat for us uh, to kind of reverse roles and, and get in that uh, mindset of an exhibitor. Uh, but there's a couple of different avenues we're here for today. And uh, part of that, our farm staff is here learning some things, uh, what's new in the industry, um, both with, with the technology side a little bit, and we're kind of on the advanced stage of that and some with the projects that we do on our farm, uh, not only for field demonstrations, but the rest of the farm there at Molly Karen Ag Center. Uh, but then also on the, on the business side, uh, a lot of the attendees here are either large acreage owners, operators, or uh, they're CCAs, certified crop advisors, or have consulting businesses. And so many of the people here are, are exhibitors. And so we're here to chat and you know answer any questions that they have. Uh, talked about what's what's going forward for this year. This is a, a prime time for us for new exhibitors coming in too. So there's always a chance that maybe a new exhibitor we might be able to meet here and talk a little bit. Uh, but the returning exhibitors especially can give us some good feedback. You know here just informally. Um, you know as as we as we go through these winter season, kind of wrapping up winter farm show season, and now we're getting into these conferences right before spring planning. So it's a great opportunity for us to kind of learn some things uh, from our current exhibitors as we go into this next year. 
Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, we think of Farm Science Review, we always think about all the exhibitors that are there, all the different booths, but we really don't talk about the ag side of things that are happening there. So getting ready for Farm Science Review is a year-round project. So what are you guys doing right now in the wintertime and early spring to prepare for 2022? Yep, yeah, I'll kind of split it up too, and you know, in the farm and in the office too, what we're doing in the office. So, there's a few of us that work just basically dedicated to the office of figuring out what to, to do this for this next year. So, we're always working on what's the next thing, and there's uh, some different extra steps that usually we have to take going through the university to make sure, you know, if we're doing something electronic and things as most secure as it possibly can be. And if we're, if we're trying to sell tickets online, that may be something we're looking out for is, you know, how are we going to change our ticket process online, which would be in addition to physical tickets still. So, it's just kind of a step uh, forward into, you know, you know, the, the hands-free, if you wish to have that, uh, or also if you still want a paper ticket, you can get those at the gate too. But some things we're working on for that. Uh, but then also just right now for exhibitors, you know, in the office, we're, we're uh, getting all the documentation in for those participants that want to return and have the same booths. And uh, we get a lot of requests from exhibitors that want to expand their booth or move to a different one. And so we work through those. And it's just kind of a giant puzzle we're starting to put together right now here in March. And for all the new exhibitors as well. So we have a lot of new startup companies out there. So uh, some things to be looking out for on the technology side. You know, we always talk about autonomous and the drones and things like that. And those are all great. Yeah. There's some improvements of that in the industry with some new startups that uh, you, you might be seeing coming in. In. And whether, whether, no matter what size of farm you have, you know, we, we talk about uh, operations and corded soybeans are, are still kind of king in Ohio and the surrounding areas, but at the same time, we've got a lot of other production going on. We're a very diverse agricultural state in Ohio and in the surrounding region. So uh, there's a lot of things that you can be looking forward to, to, uh, you know, electric uh, tractors, things like that, that could be a, a something to look into if you're, if you have a, a smaller tractor horsepower need. Um, and then, all, of course, you know, the big horsepower stuff is, is, is going to be present and, and have a great showing for us uh, if anybody's looking for that new technology. Because, you know, this year, more so than any ever on inventories, has been very difficult. So right. having those conversations of, you know, if, if am I going to need something new, you know, in the next 18 to 24 months is about the time you need to start shopping right now to figure out, is it, can I order this now and get it for next growing season? Um, you, you know, as well as everybody else, you, you can't go to a store today and maybe get everything that you need to be able to run this spring if you haven't planned ahead. So planning ahead is going to be more and more important. Yeah, no question about it. I think you you hit the nail on the head. There's so many things changing the dynamics, especially when it comes to energy, when it comes to products, and when it comes to services that our farmers and our farming businesses need on the farm. And all those people are represented at, at Farm Science Review. The cool thing, too, is the communication aspect of it. I'm really impressed that you guys are constantly learning, too, not only to improve your business, but to help your customers improve that come to Farm Science review, right? That, that's right. You know, and, and when we try to bring in new exhibitors, we keep that in mind, you know, what are the needs for, for the industry right now? What is new out there? And will this maybe benefit, you know, our farmers here in Ohio? And of course, if it benefits us here in Ohio, then it's going to surround the surrounding states, uh, you know, producers that are, that are nearby that are going to be traveling to the show from a few hundred miles away. You know, how are we going to benefit those folks as well? Uh, all the information we provide from, you know, extension with the education that's on site, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a key thing in mind is to make sure our constituents here in Ohio are, are served. But that kind of, you know, um, we, here at CTC, we have you know, educators coming in from Missouri and Minnesota, and it's kind of the same situation. They're going to take some information back and and uh, and and help out their constituents. But you know, the same things at Farm Science Review, where um, you know people are coming from all over, and we'll bring that back to their constituents or customers there too. 
Wow, it's great how you guys communicate and how you help unite the farming community here in the Buckeye State through Farm Science Review. Nick, once again, uh, if people want more information about the review, what you're doing, how to prepare for 2022, give them that website. Yep, it's fsr.osu.edu. That's Farm Science Review at Ohio State University Education. So uh, Farm Science Review, FSR. .osu.edu, and you can follow us on all the social media platforms too, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we do have a TikTok. If uh, those yeah. of you out there have a TikTok, and you can search for Farm Science Review and get some short clips on videos of us working this spring uh, throughout the summer and leading up towards the show. Yeah, last year you guys did a terrific job with your videos, so you can always get a link to them at our website at inohiocountry.com. Nick, thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you, Dan. And we'll be back with more In Ohio Country today right after this. St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has award-winning vehicles for both on and off the farm. And our Ag Pack incentives give you a powerful package of farm and ranch discounts and incentives worth thousands of dollars absolutely free. Stop by and see Dave Hager today, your Ag Commercial Specialist, and ask about the vehicles, discounts, and incentives in the St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Ag Pack. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. You get straight talk. Pushita Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic and hormone-free. From fresh grass and grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Pushita Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want. For steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more, check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Finish your soil with the machine designed to perform and built to last. J&M. J&M's Flex Soil Conditioner offers the flex needed for proper ground tension and floating over uneven terrain. Choose J&M Soil Conditioner from your local Apple Farm Service. Rodak and Midway Trailers are Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealers for fuel trailers and depth delivery systems. Thunder Creek offers versatile, reliable, and best of all legal transportation and handling for fuel and depth systems. Let us know how our teams at Midway Trailers and Rodok can get you set up and ready any time of the year. For fuel and service trailers, economy trailers, service and lube trailers, double wall trailers, split tank trailers, bulk depth trailers, and standalone depth systems for trucks. Remember Rodok and Midway Trailers, Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealer, with three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Dan Wilson, and thank you so very much for joining us. This podcast is part of our In Ohio Country Today TV show, and our radio program, TV show, and podcasts are designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And don't miss our award-winning TV show seen weekly on a station near you. For links to all those, visit us on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.